0: Today we're joined by Meg Wise, co-owner of the beautiful Best Bib and Tucker, located in the historic Hartville, Ohio. In this episode, we continue our series of interviews with very important thrifters, and we chat all things fashion, consignment, and sustainability with Meg. Keep listening for a new episode from Allow Us to re thrift Ourselves. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dina. I'm Shannon. We have a very special guest with us today, Meg Wise, owner of Best Bib and Tucker in the historic Hartville, Ohio. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for So that. excited. Best Bibb and Tucker is a staple in the area the hartville northeast ohio area and the store is also a member of our very important thrifter club it's a you are a consignment partner which means that members get exclusive coupons to shop at your store every month so we're going to talk a little bit about that but we just really wanted to chat with you get to know you get to know the store's history you are such an interesting person i feel like every time we chat there's like something really cool going on with you, so we're we're excited to to, to get to know you today.
1: Oh, this will be absolutely a fun chat for sure.
0: Well, before we get really dig in, I do want to mention that you own the shop with your mom Barb, as well, right? Yeah.
1: So my mom opened the shop when I was in high school, and you know ran it on her own and with some friends help. But I came on full time about eight years ago doing all of her marketing. And and we definitely divide and conquer. I, I am the marketing social media girl, and she is the accountant and the cleaner.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, I definitely wow. wanted to mention that because I know I know Barb is in the shop. Me- Meg is is podcasting with us directly from her shop, we can see her shop behind her. Um, Barb is around, she might pop in at some point in the podcast. So um, definitely wanted to just mention that before we got started.
2: You know, when I went to your store for the first time, I just wanted to say it feels so welcome and cozy. Like as soon as I come in, I just feel at home. And I just love the vibes you guys have in the store.
1: We had a customer in on Saturday, um, and she was checking out, and she goes, it's something about the energy in here. She goes, it just feels so good. I want to stay here all day. Yes.
0: Well, and that has a lot to do with you and, and your mom. I mean... You, I mean, look, like the smile on your face right now is literally what the customers are greeted with. Yeah, like I agree with Shannon, great energy. And it smells really good in your store too. <laughs> like, it's the first <laughs> thing I notice.
1: <laughs> so the smell is is interesting, right? So literally, we've been doing this for 21 years now. And Barb made a secret cleaning solution when she opened 21 years ago. And we have been using it Ever since, it's actually, the smell is actually what we use to clean our floors. Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. A, a few years ago, I finally got her to let me put it in a linen spray so people could take it home. But yeah, it, it is our literally our floor cleaner that smells so
0: good. Well, it's, it's working for you.
2: <laughs> Seriously, when I came in there, I was just like, give me a cup of coffee. I could sit here all day and look through all the cute little things you have because I feel like. Even though I was probably there for like an hour, I know I didn't even hit, you know, see everything. Like I kept going in circles and seeing new mm -hmm. things, new things constantly.
1: Yeah, that circle's the key. I always tell new people when they walk in, it's going to take you
2: a couple laps. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 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 It's so much fun. Yeah. Well, um, I just wondered, uh, how did you get into the consignment business?
1: Yeah. So like I mentioned, my mom opened the shop 1999. And, you know, she was a stay at home mom slash bookkeeper before that and had planned literally for years, years to open a shop like this. Um, And it was basically, you know, based on she wanted fun clothes, but she didn't want to pay full price for them as, as we all well know. But yeah, the, the planning process, the thinking of what she loved about shopping, what was convenient to her about consigning, um, and, and just felt she could do it in a way that became a place for
2: people to gather,
1: um, a place for connections. So yeah, and that has led us to this point.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, what a cool thing to be mm-hmm. a part of. And then it's your, like a family business makes it even better. Right. Um, were, have you guys always been in Hartville?
1: We have always been in Hartville, but we have not always been at the location we're in now. Um, This was a move like eight years ago into this downtown space. We used to be in a cute little house. um, And that goes with like the community history as well. The space we're in now was actually Schumacher Lumber. um, And it was a lumber yard and a lumber mill and architecture department for over 100 years. Wow. That empty for a decade. And the house we were in originally was actually one of the Schumacher Lumber family homes. So always say we grew up and went to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So moving kind of into this more industrial type of a feel of building. Um, was really neat as an asset for our community and asset for our downtown. Repurposing these older buildings and trying to find a new use for them seemed like a, a great fit for what we were doing here. Trying to find a new use for these clothing.
0: The house is what I remember. That was my first introduction to Best Bib. We did a um, blogger's tour, Hartville kind of. Prom- yeah. uh, it, they had some type of promotion going and it was really cool. There were a bunch of bloggers from Northeast Ohio, and they split us all up. And each person or each small group had to go to like a cluster of stores. And I got assigned Best Bib. And that was my first introduction. And and I don't always make my way down to Hartville. But that was like, anytime I think of shops in Hartville, I'm like, you have to go to Best Bib and Tucker. Like, that's It just became my go to destination.
1: (laughs) Anytime you're within, you know, three miles of Hartville, you just gotta
0: swing in, little detour. (laughs) Totally, yeah. So I love to see the the sort of upgrade with your shop. I mean, it's I feel like it's almost like doubled in size in this place, right? You
1: know, it feels that way. It really hasn't. It's about the same size, but it's interesting when you take walls out and you're able to flexibly change the space we used to carry children's items as well um and when we moved to this space instead of doing that since there is a children's retail shop you know literally a stone's throw away we shifted a lot more to the handmade market so we have a dozen to two dozen depending on the time of year local artisans who we give space to in the shop mm-hmm. um, so that was a nice shift that way when we moved
0: one of the things that i love about your store and i know shannon feels the same way is the variety. I mean, you've got secondhand clothes that you're consigning. You've got an amazing maternity selection, which I have not seen at many consignment stores, plus size, shoes, handmade, new stuff. So tell us a little bit about your process, your sourcing process, your consigning process, how everything came to be in in the store.
1: Right? I, well, yeah. I, the, I mean, the consignment is obviously the heart of what we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that is we have – Wonderful women are in our community and in even outside of our community. People ship things to us all the time who have excellent closets and like to bring their items in, which is wonderful. And some do it for themselves. And some do it. We have about a dozen nonprofit accounts as well. So some people put their items directly on those nonprofit accounts. Instead of paying them, we pay the organizations. Um, so we have those type of setups. But yeah, and then, you know, before we had moved, we had a few different artisans in the shop making cards and a little bit of jewelry here and there. Um, But when we moved to this location, we really had the space to add more in. So working with them and really looking for local artisans, some of them were customers, you know, regulars in the shop that we knew. And some of them were, let's reach out and, and look in the Akron and Cleveland and Canton area. We have a few from like Youngstown-Canfield area. So we reach a, definitely looking at Northeast Ohio and giving these women and men in a couple cases, place to sell their items that they're making as well and make those connections in our community. And a lot of them are upcycled pieces. So mm-hmm. a new um did this spring is an upcycled silverware line. And she makes necklaces and bookmarks and garden markers and
2: things like that out of silverware. Oh, that's cute. Um, Do you have any other examples of some of the things that artists bring you? Yeah, so we have a line
1: of cards. We have a line of soaps. We have a line of candles. We have an upcycled glass line, which is Jennifer Warden. She's out of the Akron area um, and has been with us in our handmade market for the last eight years. And she uses bottles, glass vases, things like that, and melts them into jewelry and beautiful trees and mobiles. We have her gorgeous little glass flowers in the store oh, this gosh. spring. So yeah, just neat,
2: neat pieces like that for sure. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait to come see. I
0: that's gonna
1: say really, even like really cool. last time you guys were in, so much yeah. spring.
0: I know the one thing that stuck with me from the last time we were in, I, I think you had an artist uh, who made aprons out of men's button down shirts. Yeah, I loved that. And they were like really beautiful. Like I would totally wear one of those.
1: Right? I know. And it, it's Yeah, it's that like menswear meets, you know, my cooking little chef self. Yeah, it was really ah, nice. My absolute favorite. It uses the sleeve from the shirt to make a pocket. It, it's just, yeah, Mary Jane makes those for us and they are um, quite creative.
0: That's great. What inspired the name Best Bib and Tucker?
1: Right? It, it is a mouthful at times. <laughs> we use BBT a lot around here. To um, but Best Bib and Tucker is a phrase that means to go and put on your finest clothing. And actually, my mom's Grandpa, you know, who was born before the turn of the century, not 2000s, 1900s, you know, (laughs) that expression um, all the time. So when we were, you know, coming up with store names that had a short list and that one rose to the top simply with that family connection going all the way through. So a bib would have been a piece kind of literally like a bib that would go over sort of like a baby bib. I mean, a tucker would have been a piece of like lace that would have tucked into your collar. So that's where that expression originally comes
0: from. That's cute. (laughs)
2: That is. That's interesting. Do you have some tips for people who want to consign with you? Like what types of things should we be bringing in? Like do you have a list in spring compared to winter? I'm sure you do. But like I just wonder, like if I were to bring you stuff right now, what type of things do you want to see? Sure. So we are
1: doing spring and summer consignments right now. Um, And we do that. We're always a little bit ahead of the season is what we say. And that really that is a great consignment tip. try to be a little bit ahead Mm -hmm. of the season because you want your items to have time to sell. And if you think about when you're in regular stores shopping, you want, you know, to get your new items at the beginning of the season, not, you know, towards the end when you're thinking about next. So bringing them in early is a great idea. And we're doing spring and summer. So shorts, T-shirts, tops always sell great. You know, you can buy two or three tops and wear them with the same pair of shorts. That's how we, you know, run our wardrobes often. But sundresses are starting to pick up as well, which is so encouraging to mm-hmm. see. I feel like oh, last spring and summer was so weird. You know, we were just in our leggings and everything else. So it's really, really exciting to see people wearing and buying dresses. And we've seen that the last few weeks. I feel like March was just a, uh, a turning point, something, something clicked, whether it's hope or I don't know, but buying <laughs> yeah. Is
0: fun. Yeah, I totally agree with getting ahead of the season. I cannot tell you how many times I've been guilty of that. So what we tend to do is, you know, end of the season, we clean all our stuff out and then we take it to like a consignment or a buy sell trade kind of store, like a clothes mentor or something like that. And they're like, why aren't they taking all of my sweaters in March? Right. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, when you go to a regular retail store, if you go to a Target or a, a, the mall right now, everything that's out right now is spring and summer. So I think that's just a common mistake that we make because we want it out of the house. We want cash for our stuff. And then we're like, nobody's buying any of my stuff, but it's like, you're, we're like months behind here. I agree. I have had the most success where I'm like, all right, let me look at stuff from last summer that I haven't worn and take it in in March, April. And then I'm like, oh, they actually will take it this time.
1: <laughs> in the beginning of the season is such a great time to do a closet check anyway. Yeah. To see what you need and where your gaps are. So just trying to work that, you know, into your clean out schedule makes sense. to do it. Yeah,
0: we just have to get out of that mindset that like people don't want our winter stuff in spring, like they just don't want it. <laughs>
1: Well, and you know, mom and I, that is one of, you know, you as a a retail store in in your life in general, you have key phrases that you find yourself repeating over and over again. (laughs) Always say with consignment, the hardest part literally is cleaning out your closet. We handle the rest, you know, we will contact you, we'll get your inventory, we handle the selling, we do all that. The hardest part for you is actually just cleaning out your closet and bringing it in.
0: Well, you know what, that's a really great point. Do you have any tips for people who are cleaning out their closets? Is there a process or a checklist or questions we should be asking ourselves? Right. And
1: you know, I and some of that's just personal experience. My favorite way to clean out my closet and it is by far the messiest and probably time consuming is to take everything out of the closet and start from there and put it back in. My best closet purges, the ones where I feel like I'm left with things that I absolutely love in my wardrobe is when I do it that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't do it every year that way. But, man, when I get the opportunity to, that is my favorite way to do a purge.
0: I agree. I think that's a great way to do it. Shannon, how do uh, you do it?
2: Oh, my gosh. Never. <laughs> just <laughs> never do it. I have such a hard time. The and I have is
1: big closet syndrome. Which we joke with with our consignors. You can always tell the ones that have slightly larger closets, like things that just got shoved to the back. A oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And I like, I get attached to things. So like Dina got married in 2015, but, and I have a dress that I wore to her wedding. And it's like, I should probably let it go. But the other day I was like, no, I wear that to Dina's wedding. I have to keep it.
0: Oh, that's special. I didn't know that. I didn't know you felt that way about the dress you wore to my wedding. Oh,
2: I do that with the, I I have attachments to so many things. Like I have little, I, yeah, it's weird. I don't know if maybe it's it's not weird. I don't know. That is sweet. I have a question for you, Meg. Um, do you, you, do you guys accept jewelry as consignment?
1: We do accept jewelry. So we have, we always say there's three categories of jewelry in the store. We have our handmade market. We have a new house like boutique line of accessories that we carry that's new jewelry. And we do consignment jewelry as well. And it sells so well. It, it's silly, you know, little pieces here and there. But it's so nice to be able to finish your outfit in one place. You know, I bought a new top. I'm going to grab a pair of earrings to match it. Um, so yeah we do consignment jewelry I I <laughs> I sat on my couch yesterday and tagged 200 pieces of consignment jewelry we oh do. my gosh
0: that's a lot
1: um, it was fun and I'd love seeing all the new colors and shapes and sizes and lengths of necklaces and things like that but yeah it is it is a fun section of the store we put it on I don't know. You girls can see me. We have a vintage ladder. It's like a 10 foot tall ladder and the necklaces are hanging for the most part off of the rungs of the ladder, which is one of my favorite
2: places in the shop. So fun. Do you have a hard time not purchasing things? Because I think I would have a really hard time not spending all my money and giving it right back to the shop if I (laughs) were there.
1: (laughs) I know. Barb Barb does a two day self hold. She lets it out on the floor for two days before she absolutely has to have it. I am not, it's odd to say this. I am not a huge shopper myself. I am a very selective, I have to absolutely love it type of a wardrobe. So I I do pretty well. Shoes get me in trouble every time. I I love shoes and I have way too many pairs and they come in and I I have problems with shoes.
2: Uh, (laughs) But I don't know. That would 100% be my problem, too, is the shoes. Oh, my gosh.
0: I got the best shoes from your store. They're on display. Can you see them? They're on my shelf. I have to look at them every day. I haven't had a chance to wear them yet because it's been too cold. Oh, my gosh. I, I'm not exaggerating. Every day I look at my shoe shelf and I'm like, oh, you are just so cute. Like, they, they make me <laughs> so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but shouldn't I wear oh. that? You know? Seriously. <laughs> And what well. a deal I got too. Like, oh, such a great ride. Shannon, you were really eyeing the jewelry when we were there.
2: Oh, yeah, I had a hard time. Like just keeping it simple and knowing that I already have jewelry at home and I don't want to, you know, over purchase because I'm excited. So I don't I had a hard time. Yeah. I because there's so many options, you know, and I just want all of it, you know. <laughs>
1: well, Isn't and that's it? a great thing to consign as well. You know, because you do, you want to swap your jewelry out for a season and bring in pieces that someone else will love and and replace it with new.
0: That's good to know, because I never really think to consign my jewelry. Like I'm always focused on clothes and shoes. Is there anything that you try to prioritize when you're purchasing items from customers?
1: Yeah, I mean, we definitely sell tops, designer bags, and jewelry are probably our top three things that we sell. As far as quantity goes, right now we're playing with jeans a lot, which seems hmm. weird going into summer. It's been a great spring thing. I cannot believe the number of jeans people have come in about. Again, it's like with the sundress thing. Like, some, something's changing. I feel like, you know, people are in and actually wanting to get dressed and style some things. And I don't, maybe it's the skinny versus straight leg <laughs> debate. I don't know that people Gen are Z. <laughs> with their with their jean purchases, but... Um, that has been an interesting thing for us to uh, curate this season as far as what styles to take in.
0: Well, I can't, I, I keep talking about the maternity section, but somebody just messaged me on Instagram the other day, like, I just found out I'm pregnant and I haven't been thrifting. Where should I go to get maternity stuff? Like, I need to get back out into it. She said she hadn't thrifted since the pandemic, but she was willing to branch out for maternity clothes. And I was like, I know you live in Lakewood, but you've got to make your way down to Hartville because I was—I would, my mind was blown. I have never seen that much, and not just the quantity, like the pieces. Like I found everything I was looking for. I found I need a short inseam and in jeans. You know how hard it is to find full panel short maternity jeans that were new with tag. Like it's such a specific find, and I found it, and I was just so thrilled.
1: Yeah, we, our maternity section is is neat. My sister has a um, three-and-a-half-year-old. And, you know, we definitely went through the whole, oh, we, like, this is like the first baby in the family. We have to figure out how we're going to dress her. <laughs> it's <laughs> life experience. And we always had a maternity section before that. But really looking at the age group of women who is yeah. coming in for that is maybe our general store population um, and looking at, you know, what fun pieces and colors and things like that, that we want to have in that section is always a uh, conversation And finding it secondhand can be tough. I mm-hmm. think women pass it along to friends yep. or it gets um, handed down quite a bit. So yeah, finding it in a good quality um, can be tricky.
0: Yeah, maternity is like a special kind of animal because I I'm on my second pregnancy now. My first one, I was pregnant what three years ago. I still have those those pieces because I'm like, well, what if I get pregnant again? Well, what if? And then when I'm done having babies, well, what if somebody else needs it? It is definitely one of those things that just get put away, and then by the time they finally make their way to consignment or thrift stores, they've been through quite a few pregnancies and they're just no longer in style or, or anything. So it's really nice to see that you actually had an amazing selection. So anybody who's listening that's pregnant, go down, go on down to Best Bib and Tucker. (laughs) So are you from the area? Are you from Hartville?
1: I grew up in Suffield and my parents grew up in like Randolph-Atwater area, so Portage County, but really just over the line to Hartville. It's a, you know, 10, 15 minute jog into work, depending on if you get
2: stuck behind a tractor, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's rural out here in a good way. <laughs> That's cute. So you've been a VIT partner since the very beginning. Why did you join forces with Dina uh, to oh, be a gosh. member of the club?
1: Oh, it. You know, when she reached out to um, say she was starting this, it was like, oh, absolutely. We are so like, how many fun things can we do as a community together? I love partnering with people um, and seeing what we can do as a group. I always feel like our our, our marketing power, our, our just power as a society in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> out there is better when we work together so always excited to join in especially something that's promoting sustainability and just making it more accessible
0: yeah. to
1: understand and making it fun
2: that's great and I love that like it, it probably gets some new people into your store that maybe wouldn't have found you otherwise I think oh, because, absolutely
1: yeah great conversations with people in saying they follow you and like I follow on. Instagram. And I'm like I have to come in and I'm like that's,
0: so <laughs> that's fun. great. You know, your point about collaboration, I think that's always been my favorite thing about Northeast Ohio, Akron, Cleveland, this whole area. You know, I worked in the nonprofit world for a very long time and collaboration is like drilled in your culture. Everything is about collaborating with other nonprofits, collaborating with for-profits and so I've always been in that mindset as well. And I think when it comes to any type of, like you said, marketing, events, anything to promote a good cause, this area has done that very, very, very well. Um, and it's one of my favorite things about local thrift and consignment stores. And um, we just have a really great scene and culture going on here. And I, and I see, like, I follow a lot of people who don't, you know, when you're in a, in an area that's, you know, slightly bigger, more spread out, it's harder to collaborate and it's harder to, to make those, to develop those relationships. And I can truly say that has been my absolute favorite, most valuable thing about blogging has been the relationships with people like you and all of the other members in the club. I just feel very fortunate to, to know you guys.
1: Oh, it's so neat to have those connections with other people. I know we can do great things when we put our heads together.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, speaking of Hartville and kind of the the general area, it's a for those who don't know, Hartville is a small. It's a is it a town or a village or it's a village, right?
1: So, I happen to also be tourism coordinator for the town of Hartville perfect <laughs> <I promise.
0: So laughs> tell us everything
1: <laughs> right um so Hartville is a village located within lake Township um and you know state route six nineteen is a good way and forty state route forty three is a good you know intersection to sort of place yourself, but it's about eight and a half nine miles from one um east to west stretch of the town um it's funny i am in a day trips in ohio facebook group which is such a fun group to be in and people have been asking in there you know what are great places to thrift or go antiquing for the day and it's like oh gosh Hartville is such a great spot for that yeah Um, there are gosh one two three four four five different consignment resale stores in the area a couple thrift stores there's antique stores there's businesses that are upcycling furniture. And of course there's the flea
0: market.
2: So you put all those things together and it is a day.
0: (laughs) It is. It's so much fun.
2: Yeah. I feel like you could do like a whole weekend or like a Friday, Saturday deal over there. Cause there's, I don't think you could do it all in one day. Right.
1: Well, yeah, the flea market alone, you know, you got to get up Early in sad and then start in the shops when they open at 10. Um,
0: Do you guys, I, I hope I'm not confusing this with Seville's yard sale day. Do you guys have like a, or did you at some point have like a garage sale day as well in Hartville or am I mixing the, the two up? Sale day
1: like Seville does, okay. New- does one of those as well. Um, usually. So maybe that's what you're thinking of start county wise. But yeah, we keep talking about what are fun things like the shop owners could do. And I said like some kind of sidewalk sale or something like really fun for summer, kind of a, a safe thing we can all get
2: out and do and add that in.
0: Shannon, do you remember there's like a picture of you eating a snow cone? Was oh, that, that Seville was, or Hartville?
2: Yeah, that was Seville. Okay. Yeah. I don't know
0: why in my mind I keep thinking it was Hartville. Oh, those are so <laughs> fun.
1: I haven't been to that since we've had to, like, reopen the
2: store. It's like, okay, I can't get out on a Friday anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. it's been a long – that was a couple – were you pregnant? No,
0: no, no, no. No? no. Oh,
2: longer than – oh, yeah, it's yeah. been a long time then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's talk just a little bit about the pandemic in the last year. How has that impacted your store, what you bring in, what you're selling, all that good stuff? Well, not good stuff, bad stuff.
1: <laughs> right? I know. I know. I mean, good in a way that it, it, it forced some creativity. And I, I will always take world forces of creativity. That's fine. Um We definitely shifted. That's the beauty of consignment. We were able to shift the product we had in the store very quickly. Um, And we went very casual, very fast. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: can imagine last um, spring and summer definitely went that way. And we kept it up through fall. And yeah, it's interesting as we, you know, hit another season, we have these conversations about, you know, what do you carry? What do you do? The biggest change for us was prom season for sure last year. Right before the pandemic started, we had, I mean, we take in all of our prom season where typically like February, January and that range. So we were full and then it was like, oh, and now I'm just going to package these up and send them right back to people. <laughs> oh, like- Wow oh hard to see them go and this season is a little weird with prom too it's just we're kind of here we're kind of seeing schools do them we have we paired with a local nonprofit who sells um and gives away dresses um so we have a lot of their gowns in the store that we're selling for them this season as a fundraiser for them but really we're hoping by fall that we'll be able to bring that whole as we call sparkle season back <laughs> <laughs> um, because it it's it's a it's a large part of what we do in the sense of we like that multi-generational shopper, right? And maybe it's because mom and I are running the shop together, but there's something about having those High school girls in here, them learning how to shop consignment at that age with their mom, often with their sisters and aunts and grandmas and everything else. I don't know. Just starting them at that age is such a good thing. And that's a great way to get them in here and used to that type of shopping.
0: Shannon's a high school teacher. How do your students, from what you can tell, would they be open to consigning prom dresses, (laughs) things like that? Like, where are they at?
2: You know, it's funny, I talk about thrifting to them all the time. And at first, they're always like, Yeah, you know, (laughs) and then as time goes by, I'll be like, I thrifted these, I thrifted these, I thrifted these, and they start seeing the things that I've thrifted. And they're more like, well, where would I go to do that? You know, like, so it's like, I'm the example. And then when they see that I have like, nice things, they're not like, you know, they think junk a problem for some reason. And then I think just giving that little bit of inspiration, they start to like think about it more and they start to, you know, ask more questions and then hopefully they'll get to a store, you know, but I'm, I'm really, I don't know. I, I tell them that I've like, I thrifted my wedding dress, you know, and they're like, (gasps) you know, so it's just, it's hard. You got to just drop those little tidbits and see what they pick up, you know? Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it's our formal section is next to our athletic section. And it's just like, oh, I'm looking at dresses. Wait, wait a second. I can I can buy this here, too.
0: <laughs> That's smart. That's really yeah. smart. I saw on your website you you do events and classes during, I'm guessing, normal times. Tell us a little yeah. bit about that.
1: Yeah. So they, they started during the whole, I would say, like scarf craze. What, a decade ago? I don't know. <laughs> felt like it, where everyone was wearing a scarf, we started doing scarf tying classes and we would go to local libraries, we'd have parties in the store and it was all like the scarf day. And obviously, as we are not wearing as many of those, the classes have shifted um but so some of it is our local makers we'll teach a class we did card making or we did candle making um so we have a little bit of that going in but then on the clothing side we'll do style classes my one of my favorites we did a clothing maintenance class um so we taught people how to depill their sweaters fix little holes under the arms, sew a button on, um, remove the salt from their suede boots, you know, things like that. And people literally came in with like a piece they needed to work on and left with it fixed, you know, but
2: it was such a, I, yeah, that one has to come back. That was.
0: Yes. Sign me up.
2: Seriously. Everybody needs that class. That's amazing.
0: What a creative idea.
2: Well, and, you know, some of it's just stuff you know and
1: you do and or mom knows and can show me. Um, and, yeah, again, with that multigenerational, how do we pass that down? We had grandmas and their granddaughters attend that class Aww. together. So sweet. That's that what that I is. miss the
0: most about um, just life is uh, classes, workshops, going to them, hosting them. I love stuff like that. I love a good theme. <laughs> <laughs>
2: seriously like i i constantly think about like little uh plant ones that her and i have gone to and i keep saying like we didn't even know how good we had it you know you sit so close to everybody and you're like making like little terrariums or i think we did we did a wreath one so this this one for you sounds like so much fun and then do you do it in the store? Do you have like a back room or like where do you do? The a workshops? lot of times
1: we do them after hours and we can, you know, shove a rack aside and set some tables up. We have some flexible space in the building that we can um, spread out if needed for larger groups. But um, yeah, most of the time we just, you know, set up little tables around the store and group you up and work. That's them.
0: awesome. Yeah, keep us posted whenever
2: you feel comfortable bringing those back. So as it relates to fashion and clothing, what sustainability tips do you have for our listeners?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a a huge part of what we do here and a a part of what grounds us, you know, as we're figuring out our our mission. Uh, I would say you have to love it to buy it. That, that sounds crazy, but you have to love it. And I tell it to people in the fitting room all the time. They'll come out. How does this fit? It can fit great, but if they don't love it, then it's just going to sit in your wardrobe, get passed around. Um, so trying to buy things that you love um, is probably my my biggest thing um, with sustainability. And then, you know, <laughs> we don't throw things away around here. We really, really try to repurpose Um I mean to the point where we joke like the ring of like you'll empty a roll of tape and we say like can we throw this away? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like can we use this for something? <laughs> but yeah, you know, all of the displays and items that we use are really trying to repurpose. We we save things often. Um the store display, we have a quilt in our front window that we actually picked up at Goodwill's bins. It was a quilt. Something went wrong with this quilt. Let me tell you. It is the, it has been rescued. It The stitching <laughs> down the center of it, something, something went bad in the center of this quilt, but she's <laughs> lovely. It's one of those like great vintagey floral prints on it. And it's sitting in our front window and it's so happy and so pretty. But yeah, so trying to repurpose and not things don't have to be perfect, you know, to be um, and they don't have to be the latest and the newest things. Some of it's just the the hunt and slowing our lives
2: down and, and
1: waiting for those good things to come.
2: I totally agree. And I, it immediately makes me think of Dina's one of her tips to start taking stuff to Goodwill is if you don't feel comfortable in it at the end of the day, put it in the Goodwill bin um, at your house that you have like ongoing, because you'll forget and you'll wear it again, and then you'll feel uncomfortable again. And it's just like this cycle. Mm -hmm. But you're so right. Even if like you think this thing looks good on me, like if I'm not comfortable in it, I'm not going to wear it. You know, it'll probably go straight back into the Goodwill bin, which is no good for sustainable purchasing. And that's just a great way to think is when you're trying things on, you got to feel good. You got to love it. I love that.
0: And I, I think that comes with time too. like, the older you get, and the more you shop, you know, in my 20s, I'm like I would wear the most uncomfortable things to, to to college to class. I mean, I look back at some of the things I wore to class because it was trendy and it was cute, and that's what you wore. You don't have to sacrifice style for comfort. Over time, I just feel like it's better to have a closet of full of things you just are so excited about wearing. I mean, who doesn't want to start the day excited to wear something? We usually start the day like, Ugh, "What am I going to wear?" This is so annoying. You know what I mean? Like it's just you got to change your mindset, and it's hard. I mean, I, I, it's it's an ongoing process. So I love that it starts at the store, and that, you know, you aren't just trying to sell this stuff to people. How does it make you feel? You know, that's such an important question for you to ask.
1: It is. It, it's and some of it, you know, we're we're teaching people how to put color together, but really, we're teaching them how to build that wardrobe. And it does. It starts at that shopping level of trying to figure out, you know, what pieces match their style and and does this and can I wear this and and does this make sense? And yeah, just asking those questions out loud sometimes that makes the next shopping trip easier and the next one.
0: Well, I'm sure you saw the joy in my eyes when I found those see-through shoes. So nobody (laughs) tried to talk me out of those. There was pure (laughs) joy right there.
2: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, in the beginning of this episode today, when, when we first started talking to you, you were telling us about a new item you have in the store. So can you tell our listeners about this this new thing? Yeah. So
1: as part of our, you know, boutique handmade market side of the shop, um, we expanded our kitchen section. So we have mugs and those aprons that you mentioned. But our family does cook. We cook a lot to the point where the last five years we have done a spice of the season oh. gift to my dad at Christmas time. So we give him a spice and then he, you know, explores that flavor palette in that region for the next six months for us until the jar runs out. So we thought, well, I didn't buy him a spice of the season this year. I'm just going to buy a whole lot of spices for the store. And he's going to end up with like a ton of things to play with. So, yeah, we did a bunch of like world flavors. We did some grilling spices. And, yeah, that's how we spent our Sunday of trying these new flavors. And because, you know, if we're going to sell them, we got to try
2: everything first. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's been really fun to explore and play with. Your your dad sounds just like my husband. He's like the spice king at our house. Like he's always trying different things. So I am so excited to come to your store and get some of these spices and right. have him try different oh recipes. God. This is so cool.
1: Yeah. My sister it, lives in Iowa and she is a dietitian. And she said if I mailed her spices in exchange, she'd come up with recipes for our Facebook page for them. Oh. So like, those up quick and get them out. to her.
0: I <laughs> so love that
1: for us
2: as well.
0: Oh, Shannon, you've got to do the spice of the season with Brian. Oh, he would love the, that.
2: Yes. Yeah, what a cool idea. You, your store really does just have a little bit of everything. Yeah. It's just, it's so much fun.
0: So when are the spices going to be on the shelf? Are they, they're ready? They're, they're ready. Out. Okay. Yep,
1: they're ready. We even did them in like three packs, like little gift sets to make them, so you can buy them by themselves, but yeah, we did little quick little gift sets too. So I that make make fun.
0: Well, yep. we've got to do a little thrift day out, consignment day out pretty soon here. Make our way down to Best Bib, Shannon, yeah. get some I was spices. Say,
1: we'll do a whole Heartville day for you, right? Yes, it's yes, a great
0: coming. idea. <laughs> well, it's almost time for you to open your shop. We're gonna wrap this up. We thank you so much for joining us this early in the morning. <laughs> It was, it was so nice chat. to get to know you better.
1: No, that was great, ladies. I I am as introverted as they come. And small talk is not my favorite thing. And this was just like sitting chatting with friends.
2: So that was- that's
0: nice. That's great. Me too, by the way, <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I hope you guys have a great day. Oh, tell everybody where to find you online and in person.
1: Yeah, so Best Bib and Tucker is located at 127 Mill Street in historic downtown Hartville. We are right behind Hartville Chocolate Factory. There's a little road downtown called Chocolate Street, and it ends right at our front door. (laughs) And then you can find us on Facebook um, at Best Bib and Tucker and Instagram at Best Bib Tucker.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you on Instagram. And um, for those who want to join our very important Thrifter Club, you get exclusive coupons to shop Best Bib and Tucker. Uh, go to thrifterclub.com to learn more. Thanks for listening to allow us to rethrift reduce ourselves. You can find us at Dina's Days on Instagram and Facebook, at re reduce podcast on Instagram, and fat don't crack on Instagram. Let us know what your biggest takeaway was from today's episode and make sure you give Best Bib and Tucker a follow as well. If you are a local bargain shopper or if you're a thrift consignment or antique shop in Northeast Ohio, let us know if you would like to join our very important thrifter club at thrifterclub.com. You can get episode show notes at dinasdays.com slash podcast. And if you're not local to Ohio, you can still join our best thrift friend forever club. More information is also at thrifterclub.com.